Welcome to the awesome pod mix. You are listening to Abby. The idea behind this podcast was to talk about how certain movies and TV shows made me feel when I watched them for the very first time. A reputed filmmaker once said, when a piece of art invokes a similar feeling amidst a large audience, it's the triumph of the filmmaker. That's the magic of cinema. I love the magic of cinema. Today, I'll be talking about the TV show Ted Lasso season 3 episode 9. The show is developed by Jason Sudeikis, Bill Lawrence, Brendan Hunt and Joe Kelly. This episode's title is La Locker Room of Folly, written by Chuck Hayward and directed by Erica Dunton. The episode begins with a celebratory music piece of prelude from Lockage of Folly by the London Theatre Orchestra and Cast. The first shot of the episode is a close-up of a pair of Nike kicks that read "Football is life." Of course, they are Danny Rojas's kicks. Also, great brand integration with Nike. It reminded me of a pair of kicks I saw on the internet a couple of years ago. It had Mike Wazowski from Pixar's Monsters Inc. printed all over. I have still not been able to afford those kicks. I hope I can soon. Though I would also like to add a quote which goes something like. You and I are a team. Nothing is more important than our friendship. The Richmond players are training in full swing. Once the music reaches its crescendo and moves toward the end, we see the profile shot of the three coaches in a line watching the players. Roy says, "You know, I didn't say it at the time because I'm trying to be less stuck in my fucking ways." Ted says, "But," Roy continues, But I thought it was nuts to change our entire philosophy and style of play mid-season. Coach Beard says, "But Roy turns to Coach Beard and Ted to say, 'But it's fucking great.'" Ted says, "You know they are having fun. We are having fun." He looks at the fans. These folks are having fun. It's a whole bunch of fun. Isaac scores a goal and everyone cheers. Roy claps and says the words in a frontal mid shot. Whistle, whistle. The shot changes to Roy's profile as he says, "That's half great job." The focus shifts to Ted as he reacts. Coach Beard turns to look at Ted. Ted says, "Woo, you hear that? Roy said you all did a great job." Coach Beard pretend faints throwing away his clipboard. Ted smiles. "How dare you rob me of the frontal mid shot of Coach Beard pretend fainting?" You sold that shot to me in the trailer and now you change it for the shift and focus shot how good you I'd be lying if I said I wasn't disappointed Colin compliments Isaac on the goal but Isaac walks away in silence Later outside the locker room Colin checks with Isaac if he wants to get a beer later and have a chat Isaac says no and walks away again The title sequence begins Rebecca and Keely are having breakfast together in Rebecca's cabin They discuss how Jack's been ghosting Keely. Rebecca hugs Keely to comfort her. Ted walks in with two sets of biscuit boxes, though Keely's box contains 40 quids. Keely thanks Ted for the sweet gesture. Ted wants to skip the press conference because he has a parent-teacher meeting with Henry's schoolteacher. Rebecca is fine with that. Keely suggests Roy should do the press conference instead. Rebecca and Keely bump into Roy in the hallway. Rebecca says, "Speak of the devil." Roy groans. "Okay." Rebecca says, "So I need you to fill in for Ted at today's press conference if that's okay." Roy replies, "Fuck no." Rebecca stands there unaffected. Roy changes his tune. "I mean, why can't Ted do it?" Rebecca looks at Roy without giving any explanation. "Why can't I be like her?" 
She doesn't need to explain herself. She just stood there until Roy agreed to do what she asked him to. Roy says, I mean, I would love to. Rebecca responds, Wonderful. Shall we? Rebecca and Keely walk away while Roy groans, Fuck! Rebecca hollers, I heard that. I should just generally say that to psych people. Jade brings in lunch for Nate at West Ham training facility. Nate is surprised that Derek gave Jade time off. Jade reveals that in exchange, Derek just wants something with the West Ham logo on it. Nate gives her a bunch of stuff like the mouse pad, scarf, official pro and a mug. Just as they kiss, Rupert enters. I thought Rupert's behavior was highly inappropriate. He was trying to flirt with Jade and simultaneously putting Nate down by saying she was way out of his league. Of course she is way out of his league, but you don't say that out loud. I don't know why Rupert said don't screw this up. Rupert, you are the one who's gonna screw it up for him, aren't you? Jade thinks Rupert is wealthy and nice-like. Nate defends Rupert, saying he's actually really decent. Decent my foot, he's far from decent. The only D word that comes to my mind for Rupert is dick. The other words that I can think of when Rupert appears on screen are Fuck off and die, Rupert. Nate, you may think you owe him a lot, but the thing is, I don't care. Higgy Pie walks into Rebecca's cabin to check if she knew Ted wasn't doing the press conference today. Rebecca confirms that she did and requested Roy to fill in. Higgy Pie responds, Ah, that explains it. Rebecca checks, is there a problem? For a moment you think Roy said something explicit and offended someone. Cut to, Coach Beard is fighting with the press members over Joe Walsh and Jimmy Page. Coach Beard's best line throughout the argument is, It's not a competition, man. It's art, you fucking Neanderthal. I love this line. I love Brendan Hunt's performance. I'm so gonna use this line in every art argument from here on. Higgy Pie takes Coach Beard away. Rebecca steps in to answer the press members' questions. Marcus from The Independent asks Rebecca, In your opinion, who is the greatest classic rock guitarist of all time? The press members lean in to hear Rebecca's answer. Lloyd mumbles, great question. Rebecca gulps. She panics and doesn't know what to say. At that moment, my brain was like, what if the boatman slash the gentleman sees this and surprises Rebecca before the finale? When Rebecca panicked, she said something stupid. Rebecca is furious at Roy. Higgy Pie reminds her that Roy not doing press is just Roy being Roy. Rebecca says, oh yes, well, I'm sick of Roy being Roy. So it's time for Rebecca to be Rebecca. Higgy Pie cheers and celebrates. Oh yes, absolutely, I couldn't. Rebecca walks away furiously. Everything Higgy Pie says after this is with his back toward the camera as Rebecca walks away. Yeah, there you go. Woo! Bush! So much passion. Roy is training the players in the gym. He tells Jamie we don't start counting until it hurts. Rebecca storms into the gym and yells, Oi! Kent! Get your hairy arse into my office now! Roy wonders why. Rebecca walks away slamming the door behind her. The Richmond players react saying, Ooh! Roy turns to them with an angry look on his face. He says, Every single one of you knows my arse isn't hairy. Yet, none of you spoke up. You just can't count on people to speak up for you, can you, Roy? Roy continues, and I will never forgive you. Roy leaves. 
Colin spots Trent entering the office, so he goes to speak to him. Ted is on FaceTime with Henry's teacher about Henry's science grades. Colin checks with Ted if he can shut the connecting door for a private chat with Trent. Of course, Ted is okay. Colin reveals, Isaac knows. Trent responds that Ted's son is failing science. This had me in splits. Trent checks how Isaac reacted. Colin informs, not good, he won't talk to me. Trent advises Colin to give Isaac some time. Colin thanks Trent and leaves. Sometimes people are just looking for support. It was not some amazing advice, but the support matters. Roy walks into Rebecca's cabin. He asks, what the fuck is your problem? I absolutely love Rebecca's response here. She responds, oh wait, I know this one. You are. I am so stealing this. I gotta digress a little. Maybe it's just me, but I thought the sexual tension between Rebecca and Roy in the scene was off the charts. The tension could be cut with a knife. Rebecca tells Roy to stop thinking that he wants to be left alone. He shouldn't believe that he doesn't deserve anything good in his life. He needs to get out of his own way. Rebecca ain't wrong. Roy nods and asks, Is that all? Rebecca replies, Yeah, that's it, for now. At the West Ham training facility, Nate is strategizing for tomorrow's game. Rupert walks in. Nate makes a cocky comment suggesting West Ham should play without a goalie. I thought it was a day at Richmond. Rupert picks up a piece of baklava without Nate's permission. Rupert is the kind of guy who'd take anything he can lay his hands on, and he doesn't even remember Jade's name. On match day, Rupert invites Nate for drinks after. Isaac continues to give Colin a cold shoulder. During Richmond-Brighton match, when Isaac makes a mistake, a fan calls him names. He's the same fan who booed Richmond players in this season's fifth episode, Signs. They planted him before so it could pay off in this episode. Brighton scores a goal and Isaac blames Colin for that. Richmond try their best to score a goal before halftime but aren't able to. The fan goes off the rails and calls Richmond players the F-word. Thankfully, they muted the word. When this happened, I paused to figure how am I going to describe it or address it on the pod. I definitely didn't want to use the word nor did I want to spell it out. I wondered if I was on Ted Lasso's writer's room, what would I have done? I would be going, fuck, how do I resolve this? Probably I would have found the same answer as Chuck Haver did. Brilliant solve, by the way. Isaac jumps the wall and charges into the seat to confront the fan. Isaac gets a red card from the referee. Roy gets Isaac away from the situation and requests to remove the fan. Isaac storms into the locker room and slams the door behind him. No one says a word. Ted looks around waiting for someone to speak up but no one does. Ted asks, Isaac, what the hell happened? Isaac responds furiously, One of our fans said some ignorant shit. Ted calmly asks, Okay, what did they say? Isaac doesn't respond. Sam reveals he heard it too. It was the F word. Jamie inquires, Fuck? Sam responds, No, the other F word. Jamie reacts, Oh, fuck. Simple writing, effective writing, right here. This is how they talked about it without talking about it. Very smart. Higgy Pie assures that the fan has been removed. Everyone tells Isaac that it's no big deal. They have probably heard worse. Just because they've heard worse doesn't make this okay. Jamie says, It's just poop hey. 
Ignore it, man. Isaac doesn't want to ignore it. He asks a valid question. What if one of us is gay? They shouldn't have to deal with this shit. Isaac removes his captain band and hands it over to Sam. Isaac storms out of the locker room. Ted is about to follow Isaac to speak to him, but Roy says he's got it. Sam and Jamie whisper about wanting to keep the captain band for themselves. Sam shows the captain band to inquire if Jamie is talking about this. When Jamie gestures, yes, I should have it, Sam smiles and shows him the middle finger. I love it. Isaac wants Roy to leave him alone because he thinks he's gonna yell at him. Sam checks with Colin if he knows what Isaac's reaction was all about. Colin shakes his head suggesting he has no clue. Mo thinks Isaac may be gay. What's lovely is the team's reaction. They are quite supportive. Statistically, 10% of the population is homosexual. All of this is said over the close-up of Colin on screen. Coach Beard says, so there are probably more people in this room who are gay. When people look at Jamie, his response is, I am flattered. Sam feels they don't need to discuss it any further. All Isaac needs is their support. All of this again is said over the close-up of Colin on screen. As Ted is about to make his speech to focus on the second half of the game, the camera slowly tracks into Colin and he gets up to say something. Colin says, Isaac's not gay. The scene cuts to Roy and Isaac. Roy knows Isaac got angry about something else and took it out on the fan, who by the way totally deserved it. Roy advises Isaac to deal with what's actually bothering him. The scene cuts back to Colin's close-up. Probably he said everything he needed to. I'm glad they didn't show it. It's different and personal for every individual how they come out to their loved ones. Colin asks, So we cool? Of course everyone's cool. Danny says, Big whoop, we don't care if you are gay. Ted makes an important point with his story like always. It hammers home the point that they don't not care. They are here for Colin. They support him for what he must have been going through. From now on, he doesn't have to go through it all by himself. It's so beautiful, I got all teary-eyed. Jason always gets me with his performance. What I love about Ted is that he learnt and became a better person over the years. He makes some mistakes every now and then but not intentionally. Ted is not ashamed to acknowledge and admit that he made a mistake and apologize for it. Ted reminds the team that they still have a second half of the match to play. Everyone huddles up. Sam realizes he's the captain now. Sam says, I'm honored to be your captain. I love you guys so very much. Jamie says, on three. One, two, three. The players say in unison, I love you guys so very much. I too love you guys so very much. Colin breathes a sigh of relief. A strong, capable man is going to win us this match. Trent is so happy for Colin. He turns to look back at the locker room one more time before leaving. Richmond wins the game. Colin gives a man of the match performance. At Soccer Saturday, George, the former coach of Richmond, doesn't care what the fans said. He thinks confronting a fan like this is a line you do not cross. Firstly, George, I think you should care about what the fan said. Secondly, saying such ignorant shit is a line no fan should ever be allowed to cross. And this goes for fans across sports. But how can I expect that from a jerk like you, George? Speaking of jerks, Rupert invites some girls on guys' night out with Nate. He doesn't even have half the decency to remember their names. See, for him, decent is not the D word. Dick is. Rupert is so full of himself. Fuck off and die, Rupert. Nate realizes he doesn't want to hang out with Rupert. When Nate expresses the same, Rupert doesn't even care. 
At the Richmond training facility, Higgy Pai tells Ted that the press is ready for him and it's a big one. Ted replies, That's what the lady from the American office said. It took me a while to realize, but it's Ted's way of saying that's what she said. Teddy, Teddy, Ted, Ted, Ted. That's what I'm saying. Roy is about to say something, but the scene cuts to the press conference. Rebecca checks with Keely if she's given Ted some talking points. Keely reveals she's not done that in a long time. Don't you fret, Boba Fett. That was me telling Rebecca. Roy walks into the press room and takes center stage. Gary, who was arguing with Coach Beard initially, asks Roy if he and the organization condone what Isaac did. Roy responds, What a stupid fucking question. Roy agrees that Isaac is lucky he only got a red card. The press wants to know why Isaac did what he did. Taking a page out of Ted's book, Roy narrates a story about how he once made an inappropriate remark about a fellow player who had just lost their baby. Later, when Roy apologized about his inappropriate remark, he learned about the baby's death. Roy highlights the point that no fan has the right to yell abusive shit just because they purchased a ticket. Roy says, footballers are people too. No one of them know what's going on in their lives. Even though what Isaac did was wrong, I give him love. And as for why he did what he did, I finished his sentence saying, it's none of his fucking business. And Roy says, that's none of my fucking business. Roy calls Marcus from the independent New Trent. They discuss Colin Hughes and how he's hell of a player and a great man. Roy admits that they've underused him. Roy prefers Marcus over old Trent. Roy and Rebecca exchange a look. Rebecca has an expression of pride for Roy on her face. The song All That You Are by Bear's Den plays. Jade is reading Kafka on the Shore by Murakami in her apartment. The doorbell rings. It's Nate at the door. When Jade opens the door, Nate hugs her like he's lucky to have her in his life. Isaac arrives outside Colin's house. Isaac feels that Colin lied to him for years. What I didn't like was Isaac made it about himself. Colin assures him, it's not about you. Colin was scared to lose Isaac as a friend. Isaac apologizes. Isaac checks with Colin if he'll tell everyone now. Colin reveals that the team knows and that's enough for him. Colin invites Isaac in. Isaac accepts the offer. The song I Am What I Am of Larkage, a follower by Donald Pippin and George Heron plays. Isaac asks Colin a bunch of silly questions while playing FIFA. Colin answers each one of them without judgment. Colin says, I love you, boyo. Colin knows Isaac loves him but can't say it back. Their friendship is so precious. The end credits begin. What a wonderful episode. Handled with utmost care and sensitivity. With just three episodes left, I'm getting overwhelmed because I'm gonna miss the heck out of this show. You can listen to The Awesome Pod Mix and subscribe to it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music and Google Podcasts. If you like what I'm doing, you can support me on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash awesomepodmix. Thanks for listening.